Welcome back to Two Dudes Watch Cartoons, the podcast where two dudes, that's us, watch cartoons. My name is Evan. And my name is Alex, and we got a great podcast coming to you today. Not only do we have some good content, but we are with better company. Before we get into anything, I want to introduce <laughs> our guest. We have my good buddy from The Circle Season 4, Everson, or as I like to call him, Reverend Dr. E is in the house, everybody. <laughs> Everson, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? What? What's yeah? <sighs> oh, the crowd yeah. goes crazy. Three dudes wow. watch cartoons. That's right. Yeah, wow. We have an applause and everything in oh, front of a live great. studio audience. Yeah, That's we are. Dude, Two dudes watch cartoons is filmed in front of a live studio audience. I love it, man. <laughs> Thank you so much. I've been waiting to get on here and nerd out completely with mm. you guys, you know, have some fun. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad we could find something to talk about. And I noticed y'all talk about a lot of a lot of movies. So I was like, mm -hmm. let me bring it. Let me get a show in here, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, so we could get a, something that's bingeable because we love movies. But for mm. me, if I get a movie and I'm into it and I watch it, then I have to wait a little bit so I can kind of forget about it so I can enjoy it again before I, before I rewatch it, you know, I unless totally it's like one that. of those comfort movies. Well, this was exciting. I, I, you know, you picked a good one. And before we even get into that, I did want to go over just a couple of circle things. I think, okay. you know, people listening to the podcast would be uh, remiss if we didn't talk at least a couple of things okay. about, uh, about the show. So my first and favorite question, I, I don't know. I've gotten this answer from you. What, what's your favorite thing that didn't make air? Like a, either a memory, something funny, just heartwarming, whatever you got. Something. Sorry to put you on the spot. I know it's a tall order, but yeah. I always like this because they cut out a decent amount of stuff. You know, we're there Yo, for a while. They cut out. Uh, I they cut <laughs> out so much stuff. Like I did some commentary. Uh, they had me like I was playing some games where I was like holding pillows on my head. I just made up games, yeah. and I was doing commentary <laughs> as somebody else, as me at, commentating myself doing the pillow game. And yeah. then I came in as, and I came in as a different voice that I hadn't introduced. Uh, and then I had to save and I was like, oh yeah, thanks Tom. I was in the restroom the entire time. I thought you were gonna wait for me. And I just remember like, oh my God, that's so bad. But it was also so funny. They didn't put any of that in. I had so many more pickup lines for Imani. Yeah. They didn't put those in. Like I Those went, are what I, I wanted to in. hear. I had on some flamingo underwear. And so as I was standing, like the first day when I was talking to Imani, I was like, uh-oh, I'm ready to flamingo. And I pulled yeah. up my, my shorts and I had a little flamingo <laughs> on my thigh. So yeah, I had, it was a lot of stuff that I was surprised that they didn't put in there. I, I was really, I was taking it. I was like, wow, that's a lot that they didn't have in there. The one for me is I thought they were going to really publicly shame me. There was probably three separate times I tried to do a hula hoop. And apparently yeah. my, my <laughs> hips do not work like they did when I was a child because I cannot hula hoop anymore. It was actually like really disheartening because I was like, I used to do this all the time as a kid. What the hell is going on? And so there are literally three separate occasions of me really trying to hula hoop and failing every single time. And I was like, they didn't even show it once. I was like, phew. I was like, no one's going to know about this unless I tell them. So when we did the peach run, mm -hmm. so I made yeah. up a chant for the team. And they didn't use that. I thought they would use it. I was like, you see the peach? Uh, you see the peach? I'm on the roll with it. 
turn around and stroll they got with part of it. They didn't do oh, the did whole. They? Yeah, 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 they did. Yeah. I do remember hearing that, and there's no other way. And that's part so of the show funny. is we're so we're in our own apartment, and there's just so many moments. I was like, yeah, that'll be on the air. And it's, <laughs> oh, oh no, nope, they cut that all no. out. Yeah, no, it didn't. <laughs> One thing I was curious, Alex, because both of you were late entrance into the game, and you came in even later than Alex did. Alex, last episode was talking about how he killed time in his pre-circle quarantine, quarantine. watching a yeah. bunch of stuff on Netflix. How did you kill time before you entered the circle? Oh, man. So, you know, I'm sure Alex has gone over this, but they had us like on lockdown. So you couldn't go out unless your chaperone was with you. But then my chaperone, he didn't mind walking. So we literally walked like 10 miles a day. Like we just walked oh. this, like we walked every, he, he was a walker. I was a walker. I just wanted to be outside. Right. So I was just walking. We walked the loop. We walked down canal. Everything came back. And then we started talking about movies and, and luckily he was into movies as well. So I started, I watched Fargo. Mm. I had never seen the show Fargo. I seen the movie and it's so good. Then I watched mm-hmm. Better Call Saul and I never watched Better Call Saul because I didn't think it was going to be good. They and it was wrong. Freaking X. I was like, yo, this is great. Like, he was like, I told you. He was like, I told you, bro. I told you it's really good, right? It's really good. And so, and so I was like, yeah, yeah. And, and we, what, what else? So I, we watched that. I watched Fargo. Watched, uh, I watched Humans, which is something we don't have over here. Humans. Oh, oh, it, I didn't even get into the long list of British TV shows I watched. Ready for this? I'm going to blow the people's mind. I have to break this. <laughs> Later than 10 p.m. in uh-huh. England. You can show full frontal nudity on on, on cable television. <laughs> yes. And the, the most bizarre is... thing. There's a show, and we would watch it quite often because it's amazing. It's called uh is it called uh, it's called Dating Naked. And they literally will reveal people's bodies slowly, like feet up, and show their naked body until their face is the last thing they reveal. And they have to like one by one eliminate people just based on their you know, private parts. Yes. <laughs> I was obsessed. They do. They switch off. There's girls that they reveal, and then there's guys they reveal. And what was really interesting naked, to me was that naked attraction. That's it. That, yes. Oh, naked thank attraction. you. That's what it's called. It's called naked attraction. Mm-hmm. And this show, what was really funny to me too, was they would go on a first date and they'd film it, and they would come back two weeks later, and it was like, "How's your relationship going?" And nine times out of ten, they were like, "We haven't spoken since." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, it was so I real though. That part. No one tried to sugarcoat it, and they were always like, "Haven't spoken to him since." I didn't see that part. See, I came. I only saw when the guy and the girls when they when they would look at the the, the guy I was like, "So, what do you think about that?" Like the ladies, like, "What do you think about that bum?" Right? You like that? Yeah. You know? I, they have a million wow. like slang words for private parts, and the introduction was like poking fun at itself. It was like headlines of the show, and so it would be like the death of culture, the worst <laughs> television show of all time. And I was like, "You've piqued my interest. I am very <laughs> curious as to what we're about to watch now." I asked one of the producers, and they had worked on it before, and they said that. Uh, that while they were on the show, like some of the guys, they had to take a second because they were like free come. <laughs> like when they came out, and it was like there was some, it was some droplets on the floor, so we had to go and take care of those. Do a rewind. We did it over from the top. All right. It was all good. And I was like, "Yo, that's, that's this took hilarious. a way different turn than I was originally intending." <laughs> I'll be honest. I cannot. We haven't while even started the about the show. Yeah. While we're on the topic, um, R.I.P. the Queen. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh yeah, timing. Moment Ooh, of silence. Okay. R.I.P. Um, <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about a great show. This is a show that Everson brought to our attention. Now, Evan, I had never even heard of this. 
I watched it on HBO Max, and it is called Gen Lock. Now, does anyone know where, where did this premiere? Is this an HBO Max show? It didn't I think premiere it on was Gen... Cartoon Network Toonami. Oh, that fits. Early on? Totally. Cartoon Network. Yeah, I saw a clip of it. Evan, as you know, I, I'm, I'm a pirate. I've been a pirate of Caribbean. So I didn't actually get to watch it on air. I got it, mm-hmm. you know, from a treasure chest out in the sea. And that's how, <laughs> that's how I was able to watch. So that's where I, I was like, yo, this looks good. And so mm-hmm. I, I was like, let me watch it. I got the episodes and I binged it. And I was like, this is way better than I expected. It's a mix of Independence Day meets Robocop meets The Matrix meets Voltron. Ooh, yeah. Power Rangers. There's some elements of Black Mirror. It's yes. like Gundam. Yes. This, uh, Gundam, okay, so yes. There's two seasons of it. And I will be honest, I only watched season one. I'm very excited for season two. But when I started, I was a little, not hesitant, but it didn't fully grab me in. And then I, there was a moment, and we can get to it, but it completely turned and I was just like hooked for the rest of the series. This show really snuck up on me how much I ended up enjoying it. The voice cast is stellar. That's usually a, a good place to start. Evan, do you have that up? Let's let's go over some of the voice cast. If Mecha Anime isn't your thing, <laughs> Michael B. Jordan will be. And he is right. the main character in this show. Also, Maisie Williams, Arya Stark from Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. uh, voices a character in this show. Michael B. Jordan's love interest is Dakota Fanning. I feel like we haven't seen her in stuff for a while. Blew my mind. I haven't what seen her act in return. so long. The uh, one that... David Tennant is the other highlight. Yeah. Love David, David Tennant. Tennant. I love David Tennant. And so that one took me a moment. I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm listening to him. And I was like, I know this guy. I was like, how do I know this guy? And then I realized, oh, it's David Tennant. What was your first time seeing David Tennant? Because mine was, my introduction to him was uh, Jessica Jones. That was my first Same? time. Yeah, okay, okay. Same, cool. but was... he's he's also Doctor Who. And so I'm uh, not like yeah, a crazy yeah. Doctor Who fan, but mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of clips of him as Doctor Who. I was first introduced to David Tennant in Doctor Who. His mm. run on the series is incredible. Matt Smith, who is starring in um, House of the Dragon right now, played the character after him, also had a great run in that show. I haven't kept it up with it lately, but check out David Tennant in Doctor Who. Those are some of the best episodes. So beloved. I didn't realize season two was out of Ginlock. Oh, I'm so gonna binge this. We all have something to look forward to. It's yeah. super exciting. <laughs> I oh, saw that it was great. coming out, but I didn't realize it was out. That's good. One more random bit of trivia. So Genlock is produced by this studio called Rooster, Rooster Teeth, Teeth. Mm-hmm. and they got their start making a series called Red versus Blue, which were like YouTube internet shorts within like a Halo game. Like it was. Halo yeah. graphics. I didn't know that they spun off a whole studio off of that. That's movie. crazy. They made it all the way to this. And like this was so this tracks. This is kind of in their realm of of what they would make. I get this. So to set the stage where we join the the story, the plot, our characters is it's uh I, I would say in the distant-ish future of Earth. I'm assuming Earth. I don't know if they clarify they're not on Earth or not, but it seems like Earth in the distant future, and there is a war going on. You know, I I kept assuming this is like humanity's last hope was like this group. And, you know, there is like other bits of of military and human out there, but we're in a war, and this is the part where I was just like, okay, I feel like I've seen this before. And then it takes a bit of Mm -hmm. a twist, and the twist is what really gets me. Why don't you set up like Michael B. Jordan's character and kind of the twist here? Everson, what's kind of the the difference? Why this is not just another uh, mech anime? First off, 
it sets this futuristic lifestyle. They're definitely in this world because they talk about Atlanta. They talk about New York. Yes, that's right. But I think it's like New York, like it was in, in Big Hero 6. You know, like San Francisco was Hong, what was it? Mm -hmm. San Fran, Tokyo or San Francisco? It was like a combination of a, yeah, yeah, yeah so, like a Drake so, song title. Right, right. So, so they said it with all this future. So they first introduced you to basically where, you know, it's like they're living in the virtual reality world that's almost on the same level as Ready Player One. It's the first part at dinner. They're sitting down and they're having a full-on holographic conversation. Yes. You know, why they're at someone's house. And I'm like, yo, that's cool. That feels like forever ago in the series. I totally right. forgot about the emotional stakes of it all at the very right. beginning. They pull you in. And that's that's the Independence Day part for me. But then they pull you in. And then next thing you know, she logs out. They're back on their their uh, military base. And then they mm -hmm. start getting in these big mechs. And you're like, okay, this, this is dope. Then it yeah. gets in the jet. The jet is like, it's like half Quinjet, half Gundam. And I'm like, yeah. yo, this is cool. I'm liking the way that the, the rotors are going, how they're flipping and being able to maneuver in the air. I'm like, this is getting real good. And and then we see it's this nano cloud that comes over everything. And I'm it's like, like, okay. A poison tech cloud. It's hard to describe. It's like little nanobots that look breathable. Looks like a cloud of smoke, but it's technology at, yeah. its, at its core. When he gets in the jet, I'm immediately... Already in like Independence Day mode. So it's going to be aliens, right? I'm like, it's aliens coming. That's going to be, it's not aliens. He gets there. It's all these mechs. And I was like, okay, so, so let you know the kind of world they're in, the kind of technology that's there as well. So he goes in and as he flies in, he's like, no, I'm, I'm going back because he got to save his family. Can't talk to his mom. He's, we still haven't confirmed whether or not they're alive. He's like, I got to stay in New York. Flies back in. Reminded me of Tony. He's trying right? to call Pepper as he's like taking the, <laughs> the thing up. One thing I did want to note is that virtual dinner scene where they're having dinner and it looks like everyone's there. That's yeah. like Mark Zuckerberg's wet dream. That's what he wants the metaverse <laughs> to be eventually. Right. I right. watched that yeah. and I was like, oh, my God, Mark Zuckerberg is is literally dying for this right now. I'm sure he goes to sleep every night watching Ready Player One. Like <laughs> yes. he has to. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so he flies in, saves the day. And then plane crashes and we think he's dead. He's done. And the next thing you know, it's revealed later on that he's alive on the battlefield, but he's not just alive. He's in this huge mech and he's like, he's out there kicking ass, taking names. You know, his mind has been projected into this mech, which is something that hasn't happened before in their world. I think the important thing, Michael B. Jordan's character is named um, Chase. Chase. Julian, Julian Chase. Yeah. Chase. He's a war hero, and they don't know for four years that this guy's alive, and they're oh, working on him. Years. They're trying yes. to heal him, and they have come up with mm -hmm. a system that is going to integrate his brain into the body of a robot. Mm -hmm. And this is good for him because he is on life support. He doesn't have a bottom torso, missing limbs. There's only a few people in the world that are compatible with the program to... to uh, download your consciousness into a robot and so it was giving me some like uh almost like some chappy vibes a little if you guys oh, have yeah, ever seen yeah, that yeah, movie. Yeah, chappy. yeah especially yeah, yeah. When, remember in the first scene when they hacked the other robots that yeah, made me think that's it, what made like me chappy for me episode one the dinner scene almost seemed like a throwaway but i didn't realize until just now talking about it that sets the precedent same of how technology. he's going to interact yeah. yeah, the same technology. So the foreshadowing nice of it. Easter all. egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other thing too that he was already part of this program that he was compatible for because he was such a good pilot and he had already done mm -hmm. the training. And that's why that was another reason why they didn't want him to go back. I forgot that it had been four years, but it had mm -hmm. been four years. 
then they show him in this tank and he's basically, you know, when start when uh, Luke shows up in that tank and he's just floating there. That's kind of what it is. My first thought was RoboCop. I was like, oh, they RoboCop him, yeah. man. They they Murphyed him. My friends call me Murphy. Uh-huh. You know, so that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I really like this twist because to me, I, I was like, oh, I, f- I feel like I've seen a lot of shows like this. But for me, the fact that they saved him digitally, this is like I said, the black mirror of it all. That's the other cool thing about it. Like it touches on so many social issues in a real way. I like smart writing. Mm-hmm. I love good mm-hmm. writing. I don't like when they just try to incorporate things into something because it's it's going or, or like even even culturally or or it's something that has to do with sex or, or binary or non-binary the way they weaved it in made sense mm-hmm. to the story i felt like they took time with the characters to be able to bring that side out i think you hit it on a good point is the writing was really underrated in this even from like the small details of like showing us the technology first just to the more dramatic twists and reveals that we'll get to. I think the writing was really strong in this show. And maybe that's what attracted these big name actors. Because I'll be honest, I saw these actors and I was like, what are they doing in a Cartoon Network show I've never heard of before? <laughs> did he well, produce it? Let me look. I want to look oh. at it. Yep, he did produce it through his, uh, I think it's called Outlier Productions or something. This is Michael B. Jordan's production company. So it's cool that nice. he has this bigger role in the series. One thing I will say, one of my qualms with this season i haven't gotten into to season two yet right it would be irresponsible of me not to have qualms that's my my role on the podcast <laughs> quorum city huh someone yeah needs to... in the first few episodes until you get to the big twist the villain the the threat the union seems a little underrepresented undercooked almost it's just this mm-hmm. nebulous kind of vague threat you don't understand motives other than that they're an invading force And until you get to the big plot twist and they introduce sort of the main uh, antagonist for the rest of the season, you don't really understand why things are happening. So I would have appreciated if we could have gotten more of not necessarily the villain's story, but understanding more of the motivation in like the political climate, just a little more development on that story piece of it. That's interesting you say that because one of the things that I like about Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick is that they never really identify the who the threat is, where the threat is. They just, it's a threat. We got to take them out. And I felt like because they were taking so much time explaining technology and how the team gets together and getting over their woes and the digital and the digital curve that they had to break through to actually being able to, to function these things. And then introducing the mad scientist who I thought was great, mm-hmm. especially with the, with this robot. What was the robot's name? I can't, I can't think of the name right He's now. He's got a robotic uh, assistant that plays a nice part later on. Um, yeah. And that's yeah. David K- Tennant's character. He plays the yeah. scientist who has created Dr. the Genlock program. Rufus. Yes. Right. Yep. And he's created the program. And so Michael B. Jordan's the first one. But to get things going, they got to recruit more. And this is where we get kind of the ensemble of the group. They're from all over the world. And I I will just say, we're talking about writing. For me, it's always lazy to me when they're all just from the same place. So I like that they got like an international group. Did they ever address that one man was just speaking Japanese the whole time and everyone understood him perfectly? They never addressed that. I was wondering, I was like, did I miss this? Or do they just all know Japanese? I don't know. There's got to be some sort of technological Rick and Morty translator device <laughs> explanation. It's the mind share. Yeah, it's, but, yeah. It's doing it's it the, before it's they the learned it. <laughs> Wikipedia yeah. offers an explanation. 
Kazu oh. exclusively speaks Japanese throughout the series. However, AR contact lenses with automatic translation and similar translation software in the Holons allow the team to communicate without issue. Okay. Um, have you guys seen a warrior on HBO? Mm-hmm. So it's been a know, while, but yeah. Yes. You know, when they do the scene where the camera changes and then they're speaking in English, I had never seen that until that. And I heard it was from a different show, but I thought that was a, a, a cool way to integrate their language into and in, in, in breaking that English barrier and being able to enjoy the show. I still, I appreciate subtitles. I felt like it added to his character. He's like, no, nah, I'm exclusively speaking Japanese. That's yeah. Like, Y'all mm-hmm. just have to learn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And Evan, remember at the beginning of it, there was a spy. So it, it still gave you a little bit more window into what was going on. And then they were after the technology. And then because we had skipped ahead four years, we saw that, that the world had still changed. Like a lot, a lot of people still on the run. Yeah, we didn't and know it's a good hint that the enemy's trying to get their technology because mm-hmm. of the twist that's coming. And so this is where we meet Macy Williams' character. She's from Scotland. She's like a a, a video game girl, like a diva from Overwatch. There's <laughs> the, the Russian girl. They're great. It's an ensemble cast, but I'll just be honest. Michael B. Jordan was the only one I was paying attention to. You know what I mean? They are very <laughs> I, much supporting characters to him. I like Macy. Macy was Yeah, Macy cool. Williams is the one who has the most probably screen time besides Michael B. Jordan. She had a good art shift. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And so her character was good, but um, you know, this is all just foreplay for me. We got to get right. to the twist because the okay, twist right. is <laughs> is the show. The right, show right, is it. so good. Who wants to explain this? I, I I'll, I'll give you guys the honor because I'll, I'll just talk about. Oh, it's so good. I feel like you're itching to talk about it. So why don't you? Okay, okay, do okay. It. I got Let it. I got it. Okay. So. Halfway, I don't know what, exactly what episode it is. We find out the villain we've been fighting mm-hmm. is a copy of Michael B. Jordan. Not only a copy, it's the original. It's and the he, original. It's the original, and it got captured by the enemy, and they had a backup of all his yeah. memories and experiences, and they just uploaded it into his body slash robot body. You know, this is like the Frankenstein of it all. The moral conundrums is yeah. the doc mm-hmm. feels so much remorse over this. And they obviously have never told him that he's right. a copy. I know Evan hates Young Justice, but there is a clone oh. who struggles with identity crisis in that. And it's. Whoa. So- you no hate spoilers. Young Justice? He does. <laughs> what? That's, that's top tier. That's what I'm DC. saying. Uh, top tier DC animation too, right yes, there. Like, too much thank you, shipping thank in you. the early seasons. I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> too much. He was tired that. of the relationship drama. Okay. But so <laughs> they I, had to make it young. That's I the young this. part about it. <laughs> yeah. That's right. There's where the romance because it's all those teenage feelings. Uh, no. Okay. Back to this, though. This is great because um, the doc it, it has made a, a clone. And he's like, you're the backup. He was like, you you know, you, the original got overtaken. And I love that this one is like tortured and tormented because they just never turned him off. Like mm-hmm. they never allowed him to leave the robot body. And it just right. kind of overtook him personality. Oh, it's so good because this is where. It reminds me of the John Hamm episode of Black Mirror where they have like yeah. the consciousness and they're yeah. like training it to be a personal assistant. Yeah. And I was like, poor Michael B. Jordan is just fucked. And he really can feel the weight of this situation that he is no longer really a person because he's like, I can't feel things. He's like, I can't cry. I can't. And it's just, it really deals into like what 
is a human. And that's like and what and what is consciousness too? Yeah. yeah. And what is consciousness? And what is because because oh. they took his original mind, right? But they don't have his body. Yes. So they can't yeah. take him out of there because they don't have anything to download him back into. He's literally living as the mech, feeling as the mech. And that's the other thing, too. It's like if they were able to take his mind and they have a copy that then they uploaded into his body. So what mind did they take? What and I is, wonder if they're going to answer. This. Oh, it's so good. I because, wonder if they're oh going to answer God. this in season two. I didn't even think about this. Before they even reveal that, that he's the copy of the original one who's turned evil now. Mm-hmm. He's already having these identity crises of like, what is a human? He's like, oh, well, I still have my mind. My mind is what makes me me. Like, that's mm-hmm. me. That's who I am mm-hmm. is my mind. At this point, it's not a body. It's not my robot body. It's not this. My mind is me. But then he fucking comes to find out that reality shatters. He, it's yeah. not even original. It's not even just him. There's another one out there. And guess what? You weren't even the first one. Right. Oh mm-hmm. my God! What an emotional gut punch. Yeah, and and then yeah. he can't cry about it. He can't he even can't, cry. He can't cry about it, and that's the sad. Like he's like, yo, I can't. Tragedy. I can't even cry about it. This Cartoon you know? Network random show with Michael B. Jordan struck tragedy into my heart. I was gobsmacked by this. Yeah, because it's that great writing, and and then you go back to it because remember. Uh, they were all dealing with their emotions about, you know, about how it's going to be in the mech. Even when Maisie's character, her head gets ripped off and she's like mm-hmm. freaking out, yeah. freaking out. And then and then they haven't and, and they haven't done the mind share because Michael B. Jordan hadn't done it with the other girl. What's the original? Um, what's her name? What's it's the, Julian the original Chase. one that was there with him? I, I, I know who you're talking mm-hmm. about, but I, I'm bad with names on these types of and shows. Le- is it, OK, maybe <laughs> For it's a podcaster, not a great quality. <laughs> yes. Right. I'm like, yes. I'm trying to. Yaz was there, but they had never done this before. I felt like that was the most human part of their expression within the mechs because she reached out for help and she was like, I can't see. And then they show the the mental bridge. And that then that that reminded me of Pacific Rim. Oh my God. They, How did I miss that comparison? There's so many just movie references yeah. in this great oh, this yeah, is yeah. a top-notch show. And well, Evan, before we move on, g- give us your take on this twist. I loved this plot twist. Similar to you, Alex, this is w- what hooked me on the show. It reminded me so much of season two of Infinity Train. Mm. It deals with a lot of the same moral quandaries of what really is consciousness and sentience and, and what defines being human. This is the compelling villain that I was looking for and, and hoping for in those early episodes. I wasn't as excited at first. When I first heard the voice, I was like, oh, snap, that's him. And I'm like, okay, so maybe they built another mech. It wasn't until they revealed that it was the original. That's what made it because I felt like it was the at the age of Hulk can only fight another Hulk yeah. kind, of, <laughs> kind of trope in, 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 in shows. We and I'm made like, okay. another one of you. We, They're yeah. like, yeah. we cloned you, but no, this was better than that because yeah. they, they captured the original one. And, and it, then it, they create sympathy for, they make you feel sympathy for the original who had been stolen, then hacked. Yeah. The mm-hmm. Julian Chase that we know is such a hero. He's so dedicated to the cause. He's like shown that time and time again. We didn't even get into the fact that his girlfriend moved on in the four years. Right. Yeah. A, a, a classic Pearl Harbor. You know what I mean? Yeah. We thought you were dead for four years and uh-huh. you can't blame her. Like for right. moving on, that's that's unrealistic. But I do kind of like the way he finds out is he just in, in his robot form has like amazing hearing and sight. And he's literally yeah. staring at them from like way across the military base. And yeah. he just like slowly overhears them. And it's like, 
that's so sad. It was so sad, but like, just like, yeah, <laughs> ever since. That's <laughs> like, creeping on him. He's like, oh, he was. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, oh okay. And, and, then he, and then he flies off and she, and they know, they can tell that he's like, is he eavesdropping? He's like, I'm not dropping no eaves. Sorry, sir. He was so <laughs> far like, away. It was unrealistic to assume he could hear. But so this is where it just really takes that twist and it really deals into, because now he's like, man, my mind isn't even like the only sanctity. Mind. Yeah. And he's like, Mm-hmm. What, who am I? What am I? Why am I? They're going to end up pushing it another level when they're like, we have to mind meld. We have to, or, or we have to mind link. We have to do that. And he's like, this is the last bit of who I am. Like you, yeah. you want me to risk that? They're like, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> yeah. That mind meld was so cool because that that's like, that's the Megazord part yeah. of Power Rangers, right? It's not in the fact that, that all the droids come together and make one giant mecha, which may happen in season two, we which I'm know. excited to watch it because I didn't know it was out already. <laughs> so I'll be, I'll be checking that out after I'm, a re, I'm, after I'm finished watching it. I thought that that was the Megazord part of it because then as you see them fighting, they get to lend fighting styles to mm-hmm. one another, which I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. dope. Like, you know, that that's another Matrix reference where he downs low. I know Kung Fu now. When the first handshake happens and she's able to snipe through the barricade because she can mm-hmm. see through Maisie's eyes. I was like, oh, that's dope. That's that's some really good. really cool. Uh-huh. And so just to, to explain it a little further, when they're in this cybernetic link up from their bodies, now their consciousness are in the Holons. They're mm-hmm. in like a space where, you know, if they connect their minds, they utilize each other's skills and it, uh, they have multiple bodies, but one consciousness almost. This was my second qualm with the show. (laughs) And granted, I haven't seen season two yet. But like you said, they do all this mind blinking. And I was like, I just want them to build the Megazords. Like, I want it. I want it. And they don't. Come on. Could be coming, guys. We could be coming. We don't know. But let's hope. But the way that they edited, the way that Maisie started editing hers, that's when it took off for me. Because at first, you know, when they're first in the training, I'm like, yo, they got these Zords. These Zords look mad lame, right? They did at first. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, this is... Like, this is trash, bro. Like, yeah. You're like, they couldn't give like, any cooler trash. robots. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm like, this is, how, this, this, this is it. I, it was like, no guns, no nothing. They're just like basically skeletons, right? And then I love the fact that, again, which goes back to sentience and what makes you human, what makes you there. She's like, I feel like I can't run in these. I can't pivot because she's used to being a smaller frame. Yeah. So then she mm. changes her legs to like these nice like little cheetah slash hooved, hooved legs. They were rabbit Rab- legs. Rabbit, she's got rabbit, rabbit legs. Right. Yeah. It the took me a minute is, yeah, too, yeah. though, also. I was like, what'd she do to yeah. these? They're rabbit legs. So yeah. they start modding them. And when they mod them, they really get their own personality, their own mm-hmm. style. One's like a samurai. One's like the rabbit yeah. with the guns. They're really good. One's like a bra- like it. This is where, like and then Chase, said, Chase gets wings. Chase gets wings because he, he was a pilot. He hasn't been able to fly. Right, he, he was, was a pilot. pilot. He had... And he hadn't been able to fly for four years since he had died saving New York, right? Yeah. And that's what I love about friends. Like, real friends is like, yo, I got to give you your wings back, bro. He was like, you ain't got no legs. I'm going yeah. to at least let you fly. And only a real friend would think of that, right? The doc yeah. is like, oh, you're already in the mech. You're fine. He's like, no, you, you, you were born to fly. <laughs> Some of this is my own baggage with regard to mecha series. I couldn't get into the newer Netflix Voltron either because mm-hmm. I hate the buildup in mecha shows. Just give me the Megazord. I don't want five episodes them learning to walk. Just give me the Megazord. That's what I want. Maybe I'll spoil no, them. You Power are right Rangers because growing up. the ending 
is so sick. And this is where it like really mm-hmm. all comes together. We know the enemy. We know the stakes. They have upgraded. There is a tragedy along the way. The doctor dies. <laughs> and it was really sad because mm-hmm. he like left a note or like I don't even know, like a post uh, po- a post-mortem note in uh, – I love these holograms. Did it remind you guys of like when they were making Tupac rap on stage again? Like when they were going to have <laughs> digitally wasn't recorded the first artists? Thing that, that came to mind, but sure. <laughs> I was Dude, thinking I, the same I, thing. I was, like, I never, I was like, are you saying Tupac just because I'm black? Like, no. I never thought. <laughs> no, like, were, no you guys Tupac? don't remember when they were digitally recreating artists on stage I remember who had passed that. away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, oh my God. Okay. I, I it mean, was like a I, big deal me, at the time. I guess it would be Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson would be the first one that I would. I, that would be the the biggest one I would think of. Like, okay, I remember Michael. They, was it in in uh, what was the name of that? This is it. Was that the name? Of, wasn't oh, it? Was didn't it they do that. Movie? That was yeah. the documentary about him. Oh, the documentary, yeah, 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 yeah. Evan, you were talking about the like you want you like just give me the Megatron. <laughs> it reminded me of Rick and Morty's episode Gotron with the ferrets. Oh, and he yeah. had to collect all the ferrets <laughs> to make the <laughs> ferrets. And he was like, he was like, yeah, this is it, Morty. This is it. This just get in here. Summer. This is what we've been waiting for. Yeah, no. <laughs> this is it. It's exactly and they, and they like immediately, that. they immediately build it and they're like, oh, yeah, that was so fun. That was so good. <laughs> <laughs> that is what it's like. Yeah. No, because this was the fight scene at the end where they're all mind melded and, you know, they're fighting as one. That was where shit was popping off. And so, to me, I thought this was like Evan, almost like cut a little out of the beginning because it took a little for me to get there. But once I got there, I was so happy where I was at. But I can imagine, you know, especially if this was airing weekly on TV, it might have lost a lot of people who had started watching it in the beginning. And that's a shame because it ends Mm -hmm. on such a high note. And it has me so excited for the next season, which, you know, I'm happy we could surprise uh, Everson with. I feel like we actually did that recently, too. We told someone, oh, yeah, no, there's another season of that. And they're like, what? Oh, I was primal. waiting for them to like say it it's, it's coming out, and I'm like, yo, I can't wait to see it. And I just hadn't searched for it because I was uh-huh. tired of looking for it, and it wasn't out. And so it came, apparently it came out <laughs> December, yeah, December 2021. So I'm like, oh snap! So I'm I'm it way was, behind, right? It was November 2020. <laughs> we were probably in the circle is when it started. Oh, uh, mm. true, true. You, that. Were, you were probably missing. That. We were out playing. Your mind um, melted in the circle. My right. <laughs> but I, I still feel like the character development that's another thing though what would you have cut out of the beginning to get them further along no see yeah, been... I, I don't have specifics there's no part where she, i was like this was super boring and unneeded the training episode for uh which well, training episode come on like, Evan. Notes. <laughs> that's what i'm saying like, i got time steps no you're right you could Evan, cut a little of the cut... training out if you cut out the training, then you'll be like, oh, how are they able to use the mech so, so People well? People would have that complaint. They definitely would. Let me, how, let would, me they, how would they know to how to mind mail so cool? Okay, I'll take, I love pitches. Give me the pitch. <laughs> cut out a lot of the early stuff. I think it would make a really compelling two-hour movie, like something mm. Pacific Rim-like. Because the back half, that's like right. the really yeah. compelling... Most of the dramatic is. tension is all in that back half. Reduce the first couple episodes to like a training montage. There's a little bit of a learning curve and then get right into that dramatic plot twist and, and hook. And I think mm-hmm. it, it would have been, you know, it, it becomes something I, different at that point. But I mean, that's I do yeah, feel I like the, the scientists and the military chief were arguing a lot of like when they were going to be combat ready. You know, it was a lot yes. of back and forth. Maybe just be like, 
they're not ready. And the Chiefs like, they're going anyways. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe that's the way to do that. But I also feel like they went back to play against on Dr. Rufus's internal monologue about him not being able to share that he is the copy. Because if they if they'd have pushed him too fast, too hard, then you would have thought that maybe that the doctor didn't really care mm. about Chase and that he just wanted to push the program along. And so that's why he's here. But, you know, he, he wanted care. to do it. Like, you know, he's there and it shows that he cares. He's like, they, they should be ready, especially... When Maisie's character, again, what another character arc, she boosts her confidence. And the thing is, she tries to delete her oh, memory. Yeah, literally like a sim. Like, she, she yeah. boosts her stats. Like, she yeah. maxes them all out. That's pretty <laughs> cool, too. Like, you're in a robot and you be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to max my confidence, my, my stamina. Like, that's... what Also... Why wouldn't you? You're already using a performance-enhancing robot. Why would you not max the stats out if capable? I was curious why the, the robot. Uh, I was. They were like, "We're using your real stats," and I was like, "Why? You're using." You, I was like, "Why would you do that? You are already performance-enhancing to a great degree. Why not go the full way?" But then, but then that that goes back to get like the power of the mind. What is consciousness? Yeah, because each one of those little parts. It goes back to, well, why couldn't she do this already? Like, is it is is she turning up her confidence, mm. or is it just a scale there? And then she's it's tricking her subconscious. The doctor you know, tricking yeah. him, <laughs> right? It's like her subconscious mind sees it, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm good now," because she's not out of her body. It's the out of body experience, yeah. But she's still laying there in that suit. And they talk about if you're uploaded for so long that it could be detrimental to your health. And then that goes back to Avatar. Yep. You know, he's in this when he's in there too long. Jake Sully, you know, make sure you eat. <laughs> Downloading consciousness into blue men, aliens, I don't really care about. Downloading into mechs, <laughs> sign me up. You love I'll it. watch that you any it. day. Are you not an Avatar fan? Oh, no, unfortunately. I mean, it's good. Like, so here's my problem is it's a good movie. It's like a good mm -hmm. movie, but people were like, revolutionary. Never seen anything <laughs> like this. Once in a lifetime. And I was just like, it's not, though. And then to, for, for James Cameron to be like, yeah, it's always been a five-movie uh, series. No, it has not. You made that movie <laughs> 10 years ago, dude. You're not telling me you've been waiting 10 years to make a sequel for your five-part well, series. And then I'm not even done. Ready for the this? technology. Ready for this? All of a sudden, now he's like, I might not even direct the next three. Huh? Okay. What are you All talking right. about? How are you going to announce a five-part series and then say, I'm not even going to finish it? Oh, my yeah. God. So, sorry. You, you you hit a sore spot. I do have problems with Avatar. The movie is good. It's visually pleasing. The plot is Pocahontas. But people right. make it out to be like it was a revolutionary movie that, like, changed the world. And I just don't agree. I got more Last of the Mohicans yeah. meets Pocahontas vibes. <laughs> same that, thing, though. You, yeah, Fern same Gully. vibe. My, Fern Gully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a throwback. Yeah. My cousin, my cousin's the same. <laughs> he's the same way because he was like, man, I can't, I can't stand Avatar because people was like, oh, no, I, I don't want to. Like, people were going into depression because they wanted to live on Pandora. And <laughs> I was like, like yo, what? that's crazy. They're like, I want to live on Pandora. No. So, I mean, so never for that the CGI part, was good, I thought that was that hilarious. Good. That, yeah. that good. <laughs> I would take uh, <laughs> Thandie Newton. Is that her character? Yeah. No, not Thandie Newton. Uh, um, Zoe. Um, 
Zoe Saldana, yes. I would take her brown, green, blue, red, she's whatever every color, color she at this is. point. Yeah. You know, I, like, it, it, from that point, I was like, yeah, I'll take the blue. All right, I was about we, to say Zoe little... Deschanel, and I was like, wait, very no, different actress. That's not right. <laughs> different, yeah. Oh, my God. What's all this oh, water doing here? Okay. Yeah. Um, so Yeah, we sidetracked. We sidetracked, but it's good. It's good. It's still sci-fi. I can't believe sci-fi. I just did a Jessica Day so impersonation. Yeah. So, all right. Um... Back to Genlock. I, I do think we've covered most of it. You know, I, I actually think we can get into kind of our closing thoughts. This is just where we'll wrap up our high points, what we really like, and why people should watch this. Everson, do you want to start? Or give us kind of your closing thoughts on the series. First of all, ladies, it's Michael B. Jordan, okay? Yeah. So, you know, you're going to love it. You're going to want to listen to the him stud talk. Factor. The stud factor is there. Yeah. Fellas, it's Michael B. Jordan, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You're going to like that. Evan's already down. He's down just because of that as well. But not only that, it's just it just touches on so many cult classic films that that we were raised on. Robocop, Mm -hmm. Power Rangers, uh, Gundam, Independence Day, Top Gun. It has it all wrapped in there. And then Black Mirrors, which brings it to the new reality. And then, you know, Ready Player One. And it's just it's a really good series. And I I think it takes you on on this again. Uh, Now it has this questioning more so about what is sentience. What is your mind, mm-hmm. and wh- when is the next season coming out? Because you're really <laughs> in it. Like you, you get really invested in these characters. You get really invested in it, and especially the robot scene. Like you care so much about about the Doctor Frankenstein's monster. It gives me, without revealing too much, you know, Terminator vibes or <laughs> Mando season one vibes. You know, so that that was good movie making, right? Like good movie making, good and good writing. And if you appreciate good writing then it shouldn't matter the platform. This cartoon, this animation really brings it to life. So I yes. think you should give it a shot. Yes. I'll go next. So my closing thoughts, you know what? I, I can't believe I didn't even mention this. The animation style is not my preferred style of animation. And I didn't even bring it up once as a gripe in this podcast because it's so good. I like forgot about it and didn't even care yeah. and was so willing down and able to see where this was going and watch it all play out. And I think that's a real testament to just how good of a show it really is. And I think it is not something a lot of people would expect to enjoy. For some reason, I want to say Cartoon Network gets kind of a childish rap at times, which is a shame because they put out some amazing content that is really profound and deep. And this, Mm -hmm. while the first half is not that profound, deep, amazing, introspective show, the second half is just so strong and if that's the type of thing you know normally sci-fi deals with like ai gaining emotions and it's like what's being human and what's AI? this is like a totally different look and perspective at that similar trope and it's just really fascinating and it's really well done voice cast is stellar i mean everson said it it's michael b jordan <laughs> so uh, i i yeah. highly recommend it if you've made it this far and haven't watched this go give it a watch you, you'll enjoy it I will wrap us up on closing thoughts, I guess. You know, I have some qualms. I, I think the, the story could have been a little bit tighter. I would have preferred that. But again, Michael B. Jordan is in it. I love that he's <laughs> like, producing this series as well. My wife always gives me shit because back when Black Panther came out, he was ripped in that movie. And I got motivated <laughs> after watching it to, to try working out for like one week. 
And and then I stopped because I'm lazy. She will never let me live that time. She's like, hey, remember when you got really into working out for one week because of Michael B. Jordan? I was like, yeah, I still think about doing it maybe sometime. But um, if I was if I was your wife, I'd put on Creed and yeah, just have it playing in the background subliminal. every time. Every time you walk in the house, to make you be like, oh, I got to work out, you know? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, you know, I wish the story could have been a lo little bit tighter uh, for my own preferences, but if you do like mecha anime or mecha series i think this will be right up your alley because there is a little more meat on the bone to the story when they yeah. really dig into it i grew up watching zoids i grew up watching gundam and power rangers the story and world is so fleshed out the opposite end of that spectrum i would say is something like gurren lagan which is a great series i really enjoy Logan. it but that is just the hits that is just Battle, upgrade, battle, upgrade, yeah. battle, upgrade, battle, upgrade for 26 <laughs> episodes. And by the end of it, it's like, okay, this is a little bit ridiculous, but like, too, I would prefer too a happy repetitive. medium. Yeah. Sure. I do also yeah. really appreciate that you get a couple like different styles of, of mechs in this. You get like the more Gundam looking one. They get upgraded later on. So they, they really differentiate. The regular troops have the less humanoid mechs mm -hmm. which look like turrets on legs it jogged me this memory in me of like one of the first computer games i ever played on like a cd-rom was called mech warrior and it, it, the the robots <laughs> look just like that if that jogs memory for anyone else uh maybe check this out i know a random flashback for me um yeah i'm excited to watch season two i hope we get a me Megazord too. moment. Fingers crossed. It's Please coming. give it to it's me. How excited were you when they got to that to that place and then you saw them like work like, oh, this is it. Like you see all those other That's engineers you know like, that they're gonna create. They got it. the upgraded <laughs> like, suits. They're all five mind melding right now. And then they didn't it's, do it. Like, it's, this is it. This is it. Um, this is it. Next season. They're trying to subvert yeah. expectations. There were some times when he was flying. I was like, oh, that is Starscream from Transformers. I was like, I, I, mm -hmm. I so it took me back to a lot of really great stuff that I watched when I was Star younger. Starscream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was perfect. That was literally perfect. Uh -huh. Okay. Really good show. Thank you for bringing it to our attention. Now, we usually wrap up here with just some news, sometimes animated, sometimes movie and TV shows. So we'll fire off some news, just kind of get your, uh, your reaction to some of these. Uh, my first one. Horrible, horrible, horrible news. Uh, Morbius is on Netflix. If you, have any, <laughs> if you have any interest in hate watching it, it is easily accessible. Netflix has made it very easy to watch. What makes it worse for me is that they said Jared Leto was doing uh, method acting on that. So oh. he had somebody pushing him around in a wheelchair. The drama with this movie, and I love this, is they had a post credit scene that was supposed to connect Spider-Man, Michael Keaton's Vulture, and Morbius. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it premiered a few times, and then they fucking changed it. <laughs> they, they, they left out Spider-Man's name later on. They changed it while in theaters. And then the obvious hilarious news is uh, when the internet trolled the studio into re-releasing the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that part of the internet... They, they, I, don't, I think that when they picked up these comic book shows, they didn't realize how down that we were for the cause. It's yeah. like, yo, if you don't bring X-Men into this world right now, yeah. we're going to flip over some tables. And it's like, and, and I feel like that's, you know, and then even the WB or uh, saying that they wish they hadn't given uh, them access to release the Snyderverse. It's like, yeah, it was a good movie. It was amazing. I mean, of course, it was four hours long. It's so disheartening <laughs> to hear that, though, because 
for them to be like, yeah, we shouldn't have let that happen. It's one of the only good movies they've released in such a long time. And so for them to be like, that's not what we need to be doing. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's hard to hear. You know, we follow the whole DC Warner Brothers drama here week by week, essentially. We're very invested in the Flash movie, in all of that drama, in in their whole reboot. I know you're a fan of Marvel and Marvel movies. What do you think about DC and what they have going on? First of all, hands down, DC has the best animated movies, hands down. Whoever is in charge of their animated universe needs to be in charge of the real world, okay? okay. Oh, I totally agree. I was very excited about The Flash. I love the fact that Ezra Miller has turned into Eobor Thawne. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> that, is, that is hilarious. However, I was very excited because if they do the Flash movie correctly, then they're going to do Flashpoint Paradox. I agree. And if they don't do that, then there's no, there's no reason. There's no, there's no way... <laughs> There's no We're on way the because same page, my friend. You're preaching to the choir. Because the Flash, the Flash could just reset the universe, and, and then they could just need. bring them back. And I imagine that's it. I imagine that is why they are so hesitant with all the controversy of the Reverse Flash, Eobard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I, I imagine that is why they are so hesitant to cancel this movie, is because it is going to do a hard reset that they desperately yeah. need slash want. <laughs> but I love the fact that they're already trying to recast Flash. And that was the other thing, because right after that, Grindelwald came out. They changed Johnny Depp's character. Yeah, they, and, so they've had their own issues, too. And then, obviously, there's J.K. Rowling, who has done no help to her own legacy. You hit a really good point that whoever runs their animated studio should step in, up into a bigger role because they know what they're doing. And that's what's crazy is you'll forget about DC animated movies for a while, and then you'll go on HBO and you're like, whoa, they released three that I haven't seen? And you'll watch yeah. it and you'll be like, those were all great. How did I miss I those? Watched, like, did you see the new Green Lantern? No. Power? No, I haven't. New, so it just old. came out. Okay. It's got the it's guy who actually plays Hawkman in Black Adam. Okay. Aldous Hodge, he's voicing Green Lantern. Oh. And so it's really good. It's it's a good twist on it. So he plays the John. Um, I love Green Lantern. Uh, I'm going to watch that. John, I, I what's his name? I can't remember. John Stewart. John Stewart. You know what? Let's talk about a movie, though. It, it is on the horizon. Um, Black Adam. We just mentioned it. What do you think about Black Adam, Everson? I'm excited about Black Adam. Okay. I don't know if I can say this. I'm in Black Adam as an extra. I hope I show up in there. Like, I was on set. They was like, you got a close up. You got a close up. I was like, all right. We go see. Wait, you're blowing my mind. I didn't even mean to set this like tee this up for you. Would you have brought this up if I didn't mention Black Adam? What the hell, dude? That's so cool. I don't know if I can. I don't. I don't really know how you know it works. I'm an extra. It's not like they paid me. You know, whatever. Speaking part. Yeah, Uh, you're good. But my cousin, my cousin's like, oh, are you renting out the theater when it comes out? I don't even know if my scene is still in there, bro. I have no idea. Why do you want a flashpoint? You're in the DC extended universe right now, Everson. Like you are a part of that universe. You can't have them erase that it's timeline. Then your I character doesn't Adam. exit. No, Flashpoint could happen because if Black Adam is released now, then they release Shazam. You know, at the 2023, they have enough time to reset the universe to include Black Adam. Right? He brought it out because he wanted to be the anti-hero. Right. So he has his time and they have the opportunity to have his character last a lot longer than mm-hmm. it because, you know, Black Adam versus Shazam, the animated series. And that's another good thing that I like about it. If you think about it, DC does their animated series so well, they're almost storyboarding for what they could make in movies. Right. And so and so that's and if you remember that that Shazam versus Black Adam. Yeah. That movie wasn't that long. But it was good, and it had them fighting, 
And of course, you know, he he decides to kill himself at the end of the movie. And I'm like, yo, that would be so, that'd be such a waste. Bitter rivals. You know, it did you know that, that Shazam was produced by The Rock? Oh, I, I had didn't. no idea. If you had The Rock's bankroll, okay. what superhero are you using your money and influence to to have yourself play on the big screen? I'll let you think for a moment. It's a tough question. <laughs> like, I think The Rock I'm, chose Black Adam. It's kind of obscure. <laughs> There's like two Asian superheroes and one of them's taken. So I would go with Ryan Choi, <laughs> the of... Adam. Yeah. <laughs> the Adam. Oh, okay. okay he was okay. in Zack Snyder. There was an actor who played him in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Ryan Choi. You would make yeah. a great Adam, Evan. I'm sorry I pigeonholed you. I didn't Thank mean you. to. <laughs> We yeah, could always do the, the Angel Fantastic Four, oh. <laughs> you know, re reboot. We just change everything, up. right? Yeah. Even though that movie wasn't good, I enjoyed the casting. That movie wasn't the best. And I didn't, I didn't Michael like Michael B. Jordan is I in that movie. Richards. It's okay in Michael my book. Michael B. Jordan. Bringing it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Evan's like, it gets a few points. <laughs> I've thought about this quite a few times. I would definitely want to be an X-Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And so I, I love Morph. Morph is always cool. Oh. I don't know why I can't think of his name right now. The time traveler uh, with the mullet. I just I was just talking about him Bishop. the other day. Uh, uh, shit. Bishop. That's Bishop. his name. L love don't you test Bishop me on X-Men. Cool I know them all. If we're going just based off skin, I always wanted to be Isaiah Bradley because I felt like that was a that was a really dope story to tell, especially because I read the limited co comic book series I have. Mm. I thought that was really cool to read. And, and speaking of casting, I don't know if anybody else, why, I always expected Demon Hansu to be Black Panther or T'Chaka. And, and oh. uh, do you know, do you know who Demon is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he plays he the wizard in, in Shazam. Okay, okay. In yeah, Guardians he plays the, the wizard in Shazam. I forget what the character's name is. But, um, I wrote a small synopsis for Black Panther before the movie came out. And in my mind, it was Demon. He was Black Panther. I felt like he would be a great Black Panther. He's already African. Anything is you know, just this one metaverse. Yeah, but for DC, I'm a big fan of the Flash. Oh Huge yeah, fan of the Flash. Uh, John Stewart's good. You have yeah, the right demeanor for the Flash. You you like have the jovial spirit of the Flash. Yeah, kind of the, the joking ADD. attitude in a life and death situation. You you would be good do as the a, Flash. A good plastic man. Maybe. Oh, oh yeah. Evan, you would be a good plastic I, man. If you were like indestructible, you would be such an asshole. You'd be such a sarcastic, like in a fun way, not like a dick way, but like yeah. while fighting you. crime, you'd be like, let's fucking Did, go. Didn't Bill Hader just get cast as plastic man? No way. Or oh, that would, I, I haven't heard that. But that I, that's cool. wild. That You're breaking news to me. If that's I, I true, think, I love that. I don't think WB's casting anyone anytime soon, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, they, they, WB they, doesn't they have cast... many projects on the on the horizon. I think the other big news is, uh, it might be this weekend or in a couple of days, is the D23 Expo. People are talking, speculating a lot about what Disney slash Marvel is going to announce. There's been talks about Penn Badgley, Netflix's You in talks for a role we've heard rumors that henry cavill our my superman is in talks mm -hmm. to join the mcu the how great... would you feel though about that i would feel a little I... betrayed but we love him so much we he just want i want to see him succeed if we see superman right. in the next 10 years superman of our i expect of our generation. it to be him because he yeah. he's so yeah. good at being he Superman. was betrayed so, first though by wb so i wouldn't i blame him they it's, chopped his head off thing. in shazam and they won't use like, him in in peace uh, maker yeah <laughs> peace could caper. the disparity be any larger though marvel is 
20, 30 mm-hmm. some movies slash properties in, they're getting like their little league players off the bench. Yeah. <laughs> and DC still has not gotten their varsity squad, the Justice League, successfully. Yeah. But if you look at it, they didn't have any tacticians in rolling any of it out, though. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, Thor had an amazing five movie arc. They had time to to arc these characters. They didn't just blow up and then, oh, they're, they're there. And that was like, and that was one of the things that you got to have in the in the Snyder verse in the Snyder cut, you got to see these kind of arcs come to life. Build and then up, Batman yeah. versus Superman, the director's cut of Batman versus Superman makes so much more sense. Yes. The movie is a hundred times better. It's wild mm-hmm. how much they edit when and the, it makes a difference. When uh Bruce Wayne was floating as a child, I almost got up and left. <laughs> like I was like, I'm out. I'm out. I was like, and he I'm, fly? I'm like, I was like, what? I'm like, yo, I'm out of here. <laughs> but thought, it was metaphorical, so I took it. It was. I, took yeah. it. I, when, I literally was like, when the bat grabs him. I was like, oh, are they doing man bat? I was like, no, this is just a bad dream. <laughs> um, Speaking of a bad dream, Flashpoint paradox. If it's if it as what it should be, since we're all good Flash fans here, let's get into it. That means we get Negan as uh batman as bruce wayne's dad so he would be negan which is why i think they cast him originally i think so we get the the joker would be his wife who was uh heather from from walking dead right yeah Yeah. so she would be the joker then we get we still be able to get we uh, cyborg still be able to get in flashpoint and i love cyborg Cyborg, bring back ray fisher or i riot and then there's um the shazam kids are big in flashpoint like the whole yes. crew, they do it a mm-hmm. bit differently where all of them become Shazam together. Um, essentially, though, ready for this, yeah. e- e- they could just do so much with it. They could really play with it. It's really what their universe needs if they want to contain any continuity, unless they want to just be like, we're starting over from point zero, which it- it's going to be one of the two. I want it so bad, and I'm worried they're going to fuck it all up. <laughs> I'm worried they're going to mess it up so fucking bad that I'm going to want my brain to implode. And it's just like with all the bad stuff Ezra Miller has been doing, I don't want to give them any money. It's just like, ugh. So yeah. I, it's, I'm yeah. in a very conflicted situation because like you, The Flash is one of my favorite superheroes. And so it's it's yeah. a really tough spot to be in. Um, but I, I watch all the drama unfold as it goes by. Um, Evan, it sounded like you had a story. What what, what was next? What did yeah, you yeah. have? Oh, I was going to ask because we're we're talking about Henry Cavill. If he were oh. to show up in the MCU, who would you want to see him play? And Penn oh. Badgley, let's say. Oh, there's also well, people Penn have been talking about Giancarlo uh, Esposito maybe doing Xavier. I there's there's a lot of that things. one. Oh man, there. listen, That'd be cool. If Giancarlo does it, I would take that all day, man. He, would, he is he a would great, do great actor. I've heard Penn Badgley is taking on the big boy role, Mr. Fantastic. And I kind of think good. he would be good at it because he's a detached from humanity, like he, a really smart guy at times. So I think he could nail that. I hadn't thought mm-hmm. of Did you Henry Cavill, though. Who do I want to see him as? Me neither. I didn't know who Mr. Britain was, so that was never a character that I oh, read when yeah. I was growing up. He so, could play that because so he is it, British. It wouldn't matter to me. And then I also found out that the only reason that Jim Halpert was Reed Richards was because of the fans. Yeah, they, yeah. I would still love to see him as Reed Richards, though. So that's mm-hmm. the other thing, too, in Black Panther 2, since we're talking about it, while you're brainstorming about who we could go, I believe that Dr. Doom is one of the villains in Black Panther 2. Oh, could you imagine Henry Cavill playing Dr. Doom? 
Because remember Black Panther and Namor, they fight. They I'm, a, I'm a huge Submariner yeah. fan. I've been at sea for 11 yeah. years. And so I, I used to actually, I carried that comic with me while I was there. That's but awesome. I loved his character because Namor was so, he was so about his business. Like he was just, he would talk shit. Like if somebody would speak to him, like, you don't have the right to talk to me, you peon. He was like, well, you people. And I remember that when they brought the tanks out, he was just knocking tanks over. I'm interested to see if they're going to give him wings on his ankle. He's so great, a great character. I'm glad they're introducing him. Interesting fan theory today on TikTok. Oh, it was speculating about who would play Black Panther in the sequel based on Namor and how he's being written in this film. Ryan Coogler is writing him with Aztec or or, or Mayan. Um, yeah, Aztec, Aztec, Aztec. And it's based uh -huh. on this underwater realm where the dead go, or like the lost at sea go. Mm. Yeah, because they like, didn't want well, it to get confused with Atlantis, mm -hmm. even though Namor was made before Aquaman. I know, but it's, yeah, it's, it's all just, about the popularity. So, <laughs> so it's this realm that's yeah. for for those that are lost at sea. So they're speculating that because it has tangentially to do with this like afterlife realm, it could hint at maybe Michael B. Jordan coming back because he's a dead soul. That's that we what lost I thought at sea. Could that would be cool. Imagine? That's what I thought. I, I would work out for one more week if that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Haley's like, please. I, I, I think that that would be, and they shouldn't reveal it too. Like he should not be in a trailer. It should mm -hmm. just happen. And that was another thing that I wish they didn't do with Thor Ragnarok. I wish they had never revealed that Hulk was in it. And I just went in there and was surprised. Like mm -hmm. at this point Same with in the Dr. game. Strange. Like, Why'd they tell us Charles Xavier right. was in it? Why? The most exciting no cameo moments in the movie were in the trailer. Three big cameo mm -hmm. drops. Yeah, knew it a year before the movie it's, came out. It was insane. Except Reed Richards, I didn't know. I didn't know Reed Richards. But it, mm -hmm. but at that point, it was like yeah. we knew there was going to be so many. I don't know. It, it just was a weird move by them. Yeah. Very weird move. But you know, I, I I'm gonna keep watching. I'll watch vigilantly. Marvel's been testing me. Here's the other thing: is like, okay, I've I've also heard, seen the rumors of uh, Mr. Captain Britain, whatever his name is, and Hyperion is the other one who is like a Superman-like oh, character. Like a Superman, after yeah. That, mm, oh my, yeah, yeah, yeah. After yeah, yeah. that, my knowledge of the Marvel universe is pretty much exhausted. I don't know who else is in there for us to see on the screen. <laughs> Evan's like they've I done have, everyone else. I actually else. have a Marvel universe encyclopedia. If you guys want me to flip through it, really, yeah, quickly. we can I figure can out who's that. the best. Uh, no, that's okay. Um, I could see him playing a sick Doctor Doom, and I'm actually going to plant my flag there because he's going to do the Christian Bale. He's going to go from Superman to villain. And what an iconic mm -hmm. villain. You, you think so? I, he was I great know. in Mission Impossible as the villain. I love him. He was. Oh, yeah, he was. Oh. Yep, yeah, he was. He was great And uh, what was that other one? No, Mission Impossible is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, that was the action movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's great. I love it. I, I hope he is just because, like I said, he he deserves the best. And he's a nerd also. That's one thing I love about yeah. Henry Cavill is he's such a nerd. Mm -hmm. Like, let him play a superhero or a villain. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. I don't know how I would feel if he comes back as Superman. Because I believe, again, back to DC ruining everything, <laughs> they're banking on The Rock here, which is why they pushed Shazam later, and which is why they moved this later. And then because they, they had to reshoots for Shazam, I mean, for Black Adam. And I think that they're waiting on the rock to save them and then they can go go ahead and do the reshoots for flashpoint paradox release it link all the universes up and leave black adam in there a little bit longer and so you know i don't know how it would feel having him in superman and in the mcu and two the, prominent the characters MCU's in my mind too i'm like big it's just, it's just too much it's going to it, there the crossover just has yeah. to exist like 
the MCU is getting the no. wild. Like Kim Kardashian in an interview was like, yeah. I would be in an MCU movie. Megan the Stallion is now in the MCU. My See, biggest Meg. argument against it is I need Henry to have some space in his schedule to be the next James Bond. I would love to see that as well. Oh, I don't know. You've ever told me. You don't that think theory. he's too big for that? He's big, but he is fucking massive. He's, he's way. He doesn't look <laughs> he like a secret agent. Like the guy in the casino, so you'd be like, yeah, wow, he's huge. <laughs> that guy's a spy. The guy nudging <laughs> shoulders past everyone. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Did you see Man from Uncle? That's yeah, the other one he was in. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that was good. And but he was still pretty stocky in that one. And I remember watching the interview when Alec Baldwin was talking about you know having to do scenes with uh, Henry Cavill in that in that fight scene. He was like, "The guy's built like he's, he's like, ginormous." He's built like a real. <laughs> that fight scene that happened in the bathroom, they filmed the entire length of the movie. Did you know? Oh. That? They did reshoots with that scene more than they did with anything <laughs> That's else. Crazy. And they would just come in. And they went in hard because they had so many different shots. That was a great scene in that movie, but they they had to do so many other reshoots on it. They just kept filming. Like, we got to do this today. So they would just be fighting. And like a lot of real fists. Were I got thrown. another prediction. Uh-huh. It's a wild one. But if yeah, we're willing okay. to throw out the right. height, uh, Henry Cavill could make a good Wolverine. I knew you were going to mm. say Wolverine. Okay. I knew you were going to say I accept. I've been so hooked Wait, on about... Daniel Radcliffe, I didn't even think about it. But uh... Daniel Radcliffe could do it. And then John... Uh, J- uh, I was going to say John Hardy, <laughs> not John Hardy, Bane, Tom Hardy as, uh, as Wolverine. No, and then they also oh, said, can't do uh, him. high school musical, mm. high school musical, high school musical. Uh, Zach Efron. Zach Efron. That's what they were talking about. It was going to play him at Ooh, first was Zach Efron. That'd be wild. So with Black Adam, with Dwayne, the rock Johnson taking such a hands-on role, guiding the DC universe, how long before we see Kevin Hart? In the DCU, and who would he play? Because <laughs> you know that's. I give it I mean, a technically year. Technically, it's already happened. They both had voice roles in DC oh, Super. Pets, I was going to say they're in you know, Super. Pets. I haven't seen that yet. I haven't watched um, it either. I don't I know who he's going to play. Yeah, I, I'll be watching it privately. It'll again. be uh, it'll be its own character. I heard Super Pets was amazing. We got to check that out. Um, he's going to be like the Stanley. Like he's going to pop up in every property. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, now I'm really like trying to search through the DC, like who Kevin Hart could play, like who could Kevin I Hart think, play. So this DC might universe. be a deep cut, but I think um, he could. Play, gosh, I don't even remember the character's name though, so now I, I look like a fucking idiot. But I would love to see him play Max Lord, who was like a businessman who, in the '80s run of comics, invested or funded in like an offshoot of the Justice League called Justice League International, which is a pretty well-known, more comedic take on the Justice League that featured the second iteration okay. of the Blue Beetle before this, the newer version that we have, Ted Kord. Oh. Um, one of my mm-hmm. favorite characters is, is that iteration of the Blue I'm Beetle. I'm excited about Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Blue Beetle looks good. But the DC animation Blue Beetle was still good, and still Blue Beetle and Young Justice was still good. Evan, Evan, I don't understand how who, you don't like Young who's Justice. Who's he dating? He's gonna give it in that show. Time. There's gotta be. Who, they all have love I, interests. There's too many. I can't. I don't remember. So I, I don't remember. We turned that one bit of news into a, a very long segment, so that was great. Um, Everson, I <laughs> am so excited for you that uh, you're, and I just hope the best. I really hope we get to see you in Black Adam. That'll be so exciting. I can't wait. Literally, I was so excited for the movie, and now I'm like even more excited. I uh, I don't think yeah. I have any more news. Evan, do you have any bits of news you wanted to share? Just one recommendation I want to throw out there. Bee and Puppy Cat uh, is, is oh, a, yeah. a web series that Alex and I watched 10 years mm-hmm. ago on YouTube. Um, 
and, in my and bathroom. Was sort of you like remember that? the birthplace. Yeah, we were getting high at your parents' house, <laughs> watching Bee and Puppycat and, and another show, um, which I'm forgetting right now. And that Bravest was sort of warriors. the birthplace of like us talking about cartoons. So it holds a special place yeah. in my heart, but it's been rebooted and it just premiered on Netflix. Slice of Life, kind of animated by the Steven Universe, magical girl transformation type things like Sailor Moon. Um, if you're into that, go check it out. It is so supremely mm -hmm. funny and just like a, just a great comfort watch. Um, yeah, that's the only other thing I got. Yeah. Yeah. I got some entertainment news, oh. something that I found out. That Wesley Snipes is partly producing the new Blade as well, and I didn't. Oh, know he's got a part in it. That's so cool. No, no, producing, producing. Well, I, no, like, I just meant like, like in hand. the making yeah, yeah. of it. He's got a part. That's mm -hmm. that's, that's really cool because cool, yeah. obviously that's who you think of when you think of yeah. Blade. I'm excited for that movie. That's actually one of the few when they released their 30 movie schedule. That was one of the few I was like, I'm very excited for that movie. Did you think that he was going to show up in Moon Knight? Yes. Because I did. I, I did. I thought I he was really going to show up did. in Moon Knight, especially yeah. right after Eternals. I thought for sure I just thought it was perfect timing, there. location. I was like, what? I don't know. Missed opportunity. But I mean, I do know for a lot of the TV shows, they had issues with COVID and scheduling and not knowing when they'd be released. And so I think they tried to cut down on some of the cameos. Hopefully they cut that out because... That is a little of what some of the TV shows were lacking. It was like, come on, interconnect this shit. Mm -hmm. That's what we like about you. Do the and thing. Then, and you, you got, y'all don't know this, but I have a huge collection of, of, uh, of comic book tees. And so I wore Afro Samurai to oh, see yeah. if you guys had seen Afro Samurai. And it's so I good. If not. you haven't, we should talk about it. Voiced by Samuel L. Jackson. Oh. It's two movies. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's, I think it's I have. I've seen, seen a couple episodes a couple years back, but I need to. When it first came out, when mm -hmm. it first probably first okay. first came out with the first we'll season. Put it on the yeah, list. We, we got some stuff. We'll check yeah. that out. Afro Samurai. That sounds good. This has been fun. Thank everything. you all so much for we having. We covered me. everything and some. This might be two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> yeah well, no part two. It. I'm trying to think, but you know, before I wrap up here, you guys have anything, uh, either just superhero, gen lock, anything else you want to add here before we uh, start wrapping up? Oh, 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 I told you, I really want you guys to see um, Super Crooks, right? Super Crooks. Oh, okay. Super Crooks on Netflix. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, Netflix is doing some good things they, this year. They really uh, are. I thoroughly enjoy Super Crooks. Okay. If you haven't got that, I think it's eight episodes. Uh, but it's good. They have superpowers and they're thieves. Okay, cool. I'm I'm in. Uh -huh. <laughs> I didn't even know what it was about. Super crooks. I will check that out. Um, yeah, this was a ton of fun. I really appreciate you coming on, Everson. Why don't you just tell people where they can find you? What you got up next? Anything you want to plug here? Uh, now would be a good chance. Um, hold on. Let me get yeah. my yeah yeah yeah. We'll get my hat here. <laughs> oh, <Okay. laughs> so. So yeah, I'm out. You can always find me on uh, season four of The Circle. Uh, you can find me on, and follow me on social media at Reverend underscore Dr. underscore E on Instagram. If you're on Facebook, it's Reverend Dr. E. Uh, and you can always find me at my name is Everson as well. But you can I can host things for you. This Majestic Circus right here. What we do is we do online gaming systems. We get you guys on Zoom. We can get together with anybody. No matter where you are, as long as you got a connection, you can play. We have a, a trivia-based game, and we have a scavenger hunt-based game that we do, and I host those games, too. And it's a lot of fun that you can have. We started it during the pandemic when people couldn't get out of the house, but I still Perfect. wanted to be able to, to reach people. And so we're still going. We, we do it for a lot of companies. So Majestic Circus, you can find me there. 
as well. That's great. That's um, awesome. That reminds me of the game we played in the circle. Once again, really, yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you so much for coming on. Really a blast. You know, and it's been a while since you and I have chatted, so it was nice catching up with you as well. You know, for more Two Dudes, you can check us out on Apple, Spotify, and also on YouTube. We have a very extensive back catalog of things that you may find yourself enjoying, so go check that out. You can also follow us at Two Dudes Watch Cartoons on Instagram and on TikTok. You know, TikTok's been blowing up, not to toot our own horn. We're doing big things there. Uh, and then on Two Dudes, uh, excuse me, it's uh, at Two Dudes Watch on Twitter. And of course, if you're listening on Apple, please. Yeah, not on Two Dudes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a different thing. Um, if you're listening on <laughs> Apple, please podcast. review and uh, <laughs> rate and review us. We would really appreciate it. Helps people find our podcast or, or some jazz like that. But uh, really, thank you for joining us. Everson, thank you for coming. Reverend Dr. E. And uh, thank you for having yeah. me, two dudes. I, I appreciate it to be a third. That's dude. right. It's been that such a good. blast. So nice meeting you. You're now my favorite circle player. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I think that'll do it for this episode. We will catch you next yeah. time. Two dudes watch cartoons. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be the third dude. Yeah. <laughs>